Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. Great to have you with us. Uh, we are taking you on the road with us tonight down here to San Antonio, Texas. It is the 43rd annual TAP conference, and we've been here before, and it is such cutting-edge content that they present down here. There's probably, I, last estimate I heard, 500 people. Uh, there are 81 different exhibitors. Some people are coming in saying, uh, I'd, I'd like to exhibit now. And they say, well, I'm sorry, there's no more room. You need to get ready for next year. 81 different exhibitors. It's absolutely marvelous. Our appearance down here, presented by Summer Sky, the Gateway to Addiction Recovery, one 888 857-8857. Just look them up on Google. Summer Sky, it's a great program. They have been around a long, long time. Speaking of people who've been around a long, long time, and that I include myself in that, I came into this field back in the mid-70s, and uh, it's not often that I find someone who's come in a little before me, but I have, and I am delighted to welcome uh, Dr. PV. Dr. Barbara PV is joining us tonight. She was the keynote speaker here at the conference this morning. Dr. PV, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Glad he to be here. You know, we give lip service over the last few years to the fact that addiction is a brain disease, and then we go on about our business. What does it all mean? What is the role of understanding the brain in terms of not only treatment, but recovery? It's a complex question uh, with many opportunities. Um, the brain, well, let me first say, we each have a brain, and and we want to learn to take care of it. and. In recovery is the idea of, of getting rid of noxious substances so that the brain can actually survive and thrive. And so when we start looking at including um, the brain, we're looking at the fact that addiction is uh, a disease of sorts. And, and I think we have um, the opportunity to see it from the eye. The brain has pathways. Um, and the addiction is an is is a pathway that is stimulated by a brain chemical called dopamine and what happens is we naturally have dopamine and then in in things that we whether it's food or it's water or it's sex we so dopamine is a very normal neurotransmitter but it's also connected with pleasure um, of other sorts, and, and it's the one that addiction gets tapped into. And addictive substances will raise dopamine levels um, five to 20 times what maybe normal or natural substances do. And what happens is, is the brain starts to, very much like a forest fire, the brain connections get addicted to the dopamine. And if it's uh, methamphetamine or alcohol or... Uh, another substance, um, the the brain starts to become much more of a seeker, wanting that pleasure, wanting that dopamine push. Dr. Peavy is joining us uh, tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Her presentation was Psychoneuroplasticity, Principles and Practices in Addiction Treatment. Let's begin with defining plasticity. Plasticity, neuroplasticity, neuro means brain, plasticity means change. So neuroplasticity means that the brain changes. The brain changes throughout our lifespan. It changes all the way through the lifespan. We're 
laying down new brain tracks when we learn something new. We are also, uh, we've learned that, that we actually, the brain is making new neurons in the memory area. These are good things because it allows us to train our brain and it allows us to have some hope about keeping our brain through our, uh, throughout our lifetime. It's important to feed the brain with nutrition, with emotions, with life. I don't think we take enough care in, in treating our brain. There's a couple of points I'd, I'd like to say. The brain, the brain is a survival tool. Um, it will take care of us, but it very much wants to be exposed to new experiences. It wants to learn something new. It, it certainly enjoys interacting with other people in the comfort. And you'll hear me talking about the brain if it's, as if it's not us. But if we think about our brain, it, it, it's something that is unique in the idea that we only have one. In other words, we need to take care of it. But we can watch our mind think. We can, we can watch our brain work. And we can watch it oftentimes be very, very busy. And we know that the brain loves to have stimulation. It also needs to learn how to calm down so that it has various gears. Instead of just thinking from thought to thought and thought, what's sometimes called a monkey mind, that the brain can actually focus on one thought, which is often found through mindful meditation. One of the things that amazed me that you said was that the brain consistency is like butter. I, yes. I never thought of my brain as like butter. It is. It's... Um, it takes care of us. It's remarkable. It uh, sits in a set of bones called the skull, and it is just about the consistency of butter. Mm. Tell me about the blackout for an alcoholic, present inability to remember something that happened while drinking, and the role of the brain in that. What begins to happen is as substances are taken on, that it either isn't metabolized, it, it overruns the brain, it overruns what's called the receptors, and pretty soon toxicity sets in and the brain becomes more and more toxic. And the brain being a survival tool will essentially, it sacrifices neurons to do this, but it will it'll tolerate more and more alcohol, but at some point it will black the individual out. And it's almost a way of taking the individual out like going unconscious versus the brain actually having to sacrifice itself, which would mean death. Dr. Barbara Peavy joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She is a consulting psychologist with Origins Recovery Centers, developing and integrating principles and practices with the 12-step program. A lot of people say, well, we're living in an age now where big pharma comes along and they've got all these drugs to take for your addiction in the recovery process. You're not saying that. No, I'm not. I am a strong proponent that the brain is very trainable. We need to take care of our brain. I've watched, as you've said, been in practice for quite a while, that this taking something in from the outside, realizing instead that we have resources that we could develop on the inside. The reason drugs work is because we actually create them ourselves. So if we could learn different strategies to direct the brain to learn how to, to self-calm, we could take back the control and we wouldn't be as reliant on external stimuli. And when people injure their brain with alcohol, drugs, you're saying that within two years the brain can replenish? 
there's a stipulation in this, but the evidence is very clear. The brain will rebound. It will do its best to be able to, to increase the, the blood supply, to be able to nourish itself. But we've got to be the ones to supply that. So stopping the substance and then going ahead and thinking about what we eat, the amount of water we drink, the exercise, and then supplementing to nourish the brain. So the goals for neuroplasticity would be to detoxify the brain, which is getting rid of the brain inflammation, nourish the brain, be able to feed the brain and give it what it needs to be able to bounce back and then to train the brain. And this cannot be done in 10 days or 30 days or even 90 days. You know, in, in this day and age of marketing treatment programs, we make it sound so simple. You go into treatment for 30 days and, and you're fixed, you're cured, you're well. It is the basic beginning. It's the building blocks of a future in long-term recovery. And it takes that long for the brain to, to heal. It's going to take longer. The opportunity is that we're... I'm very focused on the, the, the length of stay has to do with how much can we train the brain. So the first period of time is detoxifying the brain. And depending on how much someone's had to detoxify, often that will take 30 days. So the, even the capacity to learn something new may not happen until later in you know the last week of that treatment, but, but certainly into the next 60 days. What we are noticing is that the brain will rebound in 90 days. In other words, it will attempt to reestablish itself so that we have a unit that's easy to train and that we can start to bring on board. So the longer someone can stay clean and then be working a program that helps train the brain, just stopping drugs and not training the brain the brain wants to, it's going to go back to doing what it used to know how to do. So we need to, to have a model or some sort of process. And in that respect, 12-step offers us a trellis, a way that someone can have a method and the brain has something to latch onto. So the 12-step plus learning skills to manage anxiety and depression or other feelings that they have, those are all manageable. We can teach people how to do that. There are so many things I want to ask you, and, and, and because your presentation was marvelous. It was over an hour and a half, and it was just, just incredible. And wh one of the things that I took out of this was we need to drink a lot of water. Half our weight in ounces? Half our weight in ounces. It does seem like a lot. I have to like go to the lot. men's room. I'll be right back. Yeah, there you go. And what's interesting is that as you start drinking water, you don't think you're thirsty, but as people start drinking more water, they actually become aware of being thirsty. So I, I'm, I'm not so sure when we get into this minimal water that we haven't numbed those, but as we start drinking, then we find that we... So think about water as a way of, of um, that we are so much water, but that it's a, it's a building block, and it also helps detoxify. It helps clear away any of unwanted things in the body. Dr. Barbara Peavy joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Let's go back to length of stay. Do you feel then that 90 days is, is the optimum? I'm going to turn around and, and say that give me 90 days and a program that is going to be training someone how to stay sober. Mm. I think that's one of the most important things is learning how to do each day sober. You know, How do I do that? 
The other part that's so important in a program is being able to be taught the skills, whether the underlying feelings are inattention or some feelings of depression. Let's get down to how do we help come up with skills to, to teach that. So if you think about the idea that you're doing several processes in treatment, you're detoxifying the brain with just getting off the substance and then the diet's so important and then you're teaching skills that the longer someone can stay in a program that's rich in providing training and skills as well as 12-step is the direction. I would ask people to not just think that 90 days is going to clear the brain. I think it's very important to put the brain in a good program that's going to do that. And you need at least 90 days then to, to really begin that process. That's true. And I think the important thing to do is to, to make sure you've got a great start. Mm. And then you can begin to launch yourself in a supportive aftercare. And then the support of people around you, realizing that the brain can heal up to yeah. a year to two years later. Yeah, I, I like to use the term continuing care rather than aftercare because aftercare seems to give the, the patient the option. Well, I'm, I feel pretty good now. Do I want this option of aftercare? It really is a process. It really is continuing care. One of the things to realize is that addiction is a disease. It's got to be monitored yeah. and, and taken care of. You know, like diabetes, it's something that's monitored every single day, and the person who stays healthy goes ahead and, and does what, what needs to happen to maintain their health in, in addiction, continuing to do the depth work and establish honesty within themselves and their relationships and, and develop a sense of productivity can take a long time. What happens when there's a relapse in terms of the brain? Does it did you go back to the beginning? Well, there's several thoughts on that part. One of the ones that I think is important is that often it takes much less substance to ignite the fire of addiction in the brain. Someone may, if they relapse, notice that a smaller amount has a more profound effect or very quickly they go downhill into, into the addiction process. We throw the term out in this field, relapse prevention. I don't like to use that. I like no. to use recovery enhancement. What are you doing today to enhance your recovery, to, as you say, train your brain to keep moving forward? Exactly. I mean, the brain is recovered as soon as you go ahead and, and um, can get it cleaned. But the process of staying recovered, I'd like to open that up even more to the idea of thinking that your brain would like the training to, to, to stay in recovery. It, you know, it wants to have positive relationships and to learn something new. We all have a natural desire to learn and grow throughout the lifetime. And so the more we can take care of our brain, the better off we're going to be down the road in our relationships with our family, in relationships with our work, and our relationships with our higher power. Dr. Barbara Peavy joining us. She is currently the CEO and clinical director of the Lawless Peavy Psychoneuroplasticity Center. Tell me about the center. Tell me about the work that Thank you're you. doing. Thank you. Yes, we have a uh, Dr. Lawless and I in 2004 formed a unique uh, assessment center. It's located in Louisville, Texas, just north of Dallas-Fort Worth. Our age range is from 6 to 84, and we are an assessment center that's brain-based. 
we've recognized that an awful lot of our the difficulties one is having, whether it's depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive, attention deficit disorder, a seizure disorder, head injury, learning disabilities, autism, they have a brain basis. And so we set up a two-day assessment in which the individual comes in and works with a professional team. One of the, the unique things is we only take two patients at a time. Really? Uh, yes. And so wow. we are the salmon swimming upstream. So it's individual care. There's wow. a team of doctors that goes ahead and looks at the brain with a quantitative EEG, does biofeedback to look at stress assessment. The medical piece of what we do is to look at brain health, look at heavy metal toxicity, nutrition for the brain, omega-3 fatty acid levels, things of that nature that, that the brain needs to be fed. We, look, we certainly look at the psychological factors, and then we look at the cognitive factors, whether for a young person, sometimes it's their success in school, and as we get older, it's our a memory and our ability to keep our brain. As you were talking about that, I flash back in my brain to Jefferson Airplane, a song called White Rabbit and Feed Your Brain. I mean, that, that just, just came right, <laughs> right in about feeding your brain and how important that is. Right, right. My goodness. So, so after someone comes to us for two days, what we do is we integrate an assessment so that we lay out a treatment plan. So whatever it is that the uh, um, individual needs. So you might think of it as addiction recovery is one aspect of it, but after somebody has really into their recovery, they may notice that they still have brain patterns. There's still things their brain isn't doing or that they would like to have more evaluation. And so we would certainly have the capacity to be able to help people in that area. Dr. Barbara PV has been joining us talking about uh, some great things dealing with the brain. I want to give you the website. You can find out more about her, her work, her organization. It's www.lawlispevy.com. What else can our listeners around the country do to find out more about what's going on with the brain? It's it's emerging, and, and it, right now, I'll admit there are pockets. Uh, I think coming to our website and finding out a little bit more about what's happening. There are more books being written. I will go ahead and support my partner, uh, Dr. Frank Lawless, who has written books on the stress answer, the ADD answer, the IQ answer. Beginning to... Uh, I'm more of an oral teacher. Um, he certainly is a writer. And so I think the idea of being able to extend and realize that we are on the brink of, of bringing more brain health and asking your physician, asking other mental health professionals to involve brain and brain health in your treatment. And the last thing I want to ask you, and it's because it's a love of mine and it it really should be integrated, according to your talk, into the recovery process, is music, the power of music. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. Music is, well, let's talk about it from the form of rhythms. The brain responds to, to rhythms. We've actually developed our, uh, a set of CDs that enlivens the brain and helps the brain coordinate. And then the brain also can be, will pace itself 
with drumming drumming and drumming rhythms are are awesome for brain so if you take a drumming rhythm and slow it down to the pace of a heartbeat it may help with sleep and music has a way of the way it's linked in the brain of not only helping the brain enliven but helping the brain calm and focus music speaks louder than words it's the only thing the whole world listens to as a line absolutely from, a line from a peter paul and mary song i want to thank you for your time i want to give out that website again because i think it's important if any of this has made sense if any of this has sparked your your imagination your curiosity go to www.lawlesspv.com l-a-w-l-i-s P-E-A-V-E-Y dot com. There's a lot more that's going to be coming out in the months and the years to follow. You are a true pioneer, and I will close with words from your talk today. Come from your strength to work on your challenges. Thank you very much. Dr. Peavy, thank you for being here. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We're down here at the Big Tap Conference, 43rd Annual Conference in San Antonio. A short time out. Back with more right after this.